0: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As if they don't have too much on their face. The Kings of Combat Sports Podcast trying to wait
1: talk about the things they did that day let's analyze the work of Vince Entreebell rewind
2: a hello everybody it is John Pollock and Waiting welcome to a special free edition of rewind a smackdown on this friday evening i am john pollock alongside waiting how are you today way for the second time
0: I guess I could be better, you know, as I'm sure all of us you know uh, probably would 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 agree um but yeah, overall, I'm doing good how are you
2: uh i've uh yeah this has been this has been a long week it's been a rough week uh for everybody um i've uh yeah not quite uh not quite the week you were expecting, probably at the beginning I think we'd be safe, you know, i thought safe we'd to be
0: some i thought we'd be here talking about all out and or sorry all in maybe all out as well um and just a lot more, sort of like mm, yeah, positivity, perhaps you know, heading into the weekend. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been it's been a really tough couple of days for uh, I'm sure uh, every wrestling fan out there.
2: Tonight's uh, show was, you know, we knew that there would be a heavy focus on Bray Wyatt. I was. I was very happy to see that it was very much treated as a dual tribute show. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a case of, well, Bray Wyatt is going to supersede Terry Funk and that they made this a focus on on both individuals, which it was just a, it was a pleasant surprise to see that they didn't have that. You know, sometimes we we look at the way, you know, it's, is this going to be too much of a downer or we're just going to focus on one. And these are some of the, sometimes the games you, you see here, but this was just, listen, these are two, Gigantic passings, it's on everybody's mind, and this is what the audience would have wanted to see. And I was I was glad to see how they handled that.
0: I agree. Um, you know, it's it's always awkward, like whenever somebody passes away and you wonder if the WWE will pay tribute or to what degree they might pay tribute. Um, oftentimes you know you'll get you'll for for the most part maybe get recognition via opening graphic and then if you are maybe a part a significant part of like their history you'll get a video um if you're an active roster member you know then they you know really like do a whole lot more than than that um but tonight um you you know it's always awkward but it was really good to see tonight that i thought they they gave a lot to both you know and uh deservedly show. so so they're, they're both giants
2: so momentarily we'll we'll get into the the tribute show and share our thoughts of it and then we are going to open up the phone lines the phone lines are open to members of the post wrestling cafe so the link has been sent out and you are welcome to call in at the end or you can post your thoughts on the week of terry funk bray wyatt whatever you would like to chime in on at forum.postwrestling.com and uh, if we have any time at the end maybe we'll uh We'll catch up on some news going into the weekend. It is a really big weekend, and obviously these these passings are going to be front and center on a lot of people's minds this coming weekend with all the shows that are going on in England, uh, not the least of which is all in on Sunday. Yeah. So let's uh, start off. They were in uh, Louisville, Kentucky on Friday night, and we open it up with graphics for Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, and the whole roster is there on the stage and very visible are not just Braun Strowman, who has been uh, out injured, uh, but Eric Rowan as well, who was uh, there and uh, focused upon as well. And we didn't hear from him on the show, but there, uh, his his presence there, and obviously, I mean, it, it really does just bring you right back to the the dynamite tribute for for John Huber.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really unfortunate. I mean, I, I can't imagine what, you know, anybody on this roster who, who's who been close to him feels, but um, especially, you know, people who spent a significant time with the both of them in, in Braun Strowman and, and Eric Rowan. So it was really nice to see that they flew them in and put them front and center just, you know, maybe um to recognize that relationship.
2: And so they do the 10 bell salute and... Michael Cole is there positioned on the floor and mentions the passing of both Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda. And they're going to celebrate their legacies tonight. And they uh, go to this uh, wonderful video for Bray Wyatt. And it starts off with a version of the whole world in his hands. And we get the whole career highlights of Wyndham Rotunda with, I mean, everything here, winning both versions of the world titles. Uh, the match with The Undertaker in 2015 at WrestleMania and then uh, juxtaposing it with that moment at the Raw 30th anniversary special this year where uh, Taker's in the ring and uh, whispers something in his ear and the photos of his family, which were just uh, just tearjerkers to see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and his speech that he gave last year in New Orleans on that first SmackDown after his return at Extreme Rules. So, I mean, this was just such a... Um, wonderfully emotional video that they had to uh kick things off and the audience was just chanting thank you bray and they started singing and they dimmed the lights with a spotlight on a rocking chair on the ramp
0: yeah yeah
2: um you know the
0: this video production team that the wwe has are really among the best in all of television and um especially in situations like these they always just managed to do an incredible job in a very very short amount of time
2: this was 24 hours they had to get the S- same with the together.
0: Terry Funk video you know um got that thing right up there and just did such a remarkable job um so just kudos to everybody involved with the production of this and i thought a very man touching several moments beyond that with um the the whole uh 10 10 bell salute and then just the the focus of the rocking chair i think um what i especially loved about about the video was that you had of course you know sort of like a retrospective of like his highlights as an on-screen character but then they had a moment afterwards um basically a good chunk of, of the video where it was recognized that it was him being out of character they had photos of him behind the scenes watching you know back footage with uh rowan and and and, and harper um high-fiving uh, guys
2: in the gorilla position and yeah and stuff with Vince McMahon and w- with their dad you know
0: um with, with his children and and Jojo of course and and that that it, like that's that moment I'm sure like like a lot of people just you know it it, it, i'm sure like it broke me you know um it it was incredibly touching just because we're recognizing this is not just the loss of a professional wrestler but the loss of a friend and family family member for a lot of people
2: yeah it's um you know you you really did um like obviously you're absorbing just the the gravity of this young man's loss of life uh but then when you're doing this tribute at, at the same time as Terry Funk. And, you know, everyone's, you know, you're, you're heartbroken about a legendary figure like a Terry Funk passing on, but you look at somebody that had lived a full life, an amazing life. And, mm. and for Bray Wyatt, like, he was only beginning his, his life in the grand scheme of things, um, mm-hmm. like at, at 36. And with, you know, young children on top yeah. of it, it just, it was an extra weight uh, to all of this when you're celebrating both of these lives uh, at the same time. And throughout the night, we can kind of just summarize, but they were uh, showing various tweets from all different um, people throughout the company and industry going in and out of break. And they had various clips of Bray Wyatt complete with the QR code that would take you to the full video of the segment that they were showing. And it was like one last time you got to like quickly grab your phone for a Bray Wyatt clip to see where it would lead you. Oh, I
0: know. I certainly did. Yeah. Um. I mean, it it was a nice little sort of uh, maybe nod to what has become really, I think, a, one of the many signatures of this this man's run. Um. No, you know, no pun intended. Um. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it just brought us back. I think at least brought me back to just the excitement and the fun of like taking my phone out and just seeing like what would come up. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed to just you know find the video and not maybe another goose chase. Um, that would lead us to you know me digging up some source code to see like you know what Google Map coordinates like something was was referencing. But maybe someday, maybe eventually, those are Uh, some of
2: my my favorite segments. Were me. (laughs) not even trying and just relying on you every Friday to have a detailed (laughs) breakdown of the QR uh, search.
0: Some of the most fun I've had, you know, as a professional wrestling critic and and fan. Uh, I I do want to also note that it wasn't just the roster that was up there on stage with them, but the entire
2: crew. They they had the production team up there. Like, yeah, exactly. Not not just the wrestlers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that was really nice too.
2: There's a dude with a, with a motorhead shirt uh, up there. I caught that. I don't okay. know who it was, but, yeah, sporting a, a Motorhead shirt. So, um, yeah, that, that was cool that they included it. it. It was not just for, like, your front-facing pro mm-hmm. wrestlers on the show. It was kind of everyone involved there. So, um, Michael Cole states that later on tonight, Cody Rhodes will be honoring Terry Funk, who is, of course, his, one of his father's, you know, main rivals uh, throughout their careers. And tonight, in honor of Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, they are here to entertain and that is what they are going to do so we kick off and i thought it was a
0: a nice transition you know like it's no easy feat like trying to do the job of a michael cole or or just even like production in general and trying to balance scripted like combat with the very real emotions of two two men's deaths um and i think you know a, a professional on-screen presence and a familiar presence like cole being able to be the one to deliver this sort of transition i thought was comforting you know and i thought he did a really good job
2: yeah i think it was i i, I wouldn't have uh faulted any direction that they opted to go here like mm-hmm. you know they were trying to present their characters and for the ones like your grace and wallers for instance like you know he's coming out he's doing the heel shtick like No one's in the mindset. It's like, maybe it's like comforting that you're just watching like the character work and stuff, but you do realize like you're just, you're watching it for the sake of the performance and understanding all these people are probably to to varying degrees based on their relationship with them working Mm -hmm. with, you know, an incredible weight on their shoulders to be out here. And uh, as Ray Mysterio comes out, uh, he is taking on Grayson Waller and we get the announcement that at payback, Cody Rhodes one-on-one with a microphone (laughs) <laughs> on the Grayson Waller effect, so order your pay per view, well, premium live event for uh, Cody Rhodes on the Grayson Waller <laughs> effect at Payback, and um, maybe at the end we will we do have an updated uh, Payback card.
0: I mean, certainly surprising given that I don't expect Roman Reigns on this particular show. Um,
2: oh, he's definitely not going to be on this show. No,
0: yeah, I and I, 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 I de- doubt
2: not. the next one either.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so I definitely would have expected a Cody Rhodes match to at least, you know, maybe not necessarily headline, but to at least support the headlining act. And we're not even getting a Cody Rhodes wrestling match. Instead, you're getting a talking segment, maybe which to some people might feel as significant, but, um, probably not as like it this is a clear b if not c level show
2: oh for for this year when you look at what they did for elimination chamber in montreal for uh backlash in puerto rico money in the bank in london like this to me is the first premium live event this year that totally feels like an old like b pay-per-view exactly like this is like for whatever you want to say like all of the shows have had some Big hook to them th- this year that have been those tra- have not been traditional transition shows, and this does feel like a very much transitional show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ray and Grayson Waller Waller uh, knocks Ray off the ropes, and Arana sends Waller into the barricade. They go through the commercial break, and a uh, Waller goes into the post uh, with the shoulder, and Ray hits a seated on and a satellite DDT for a two count, and then Ray um, does a Bray Wyatt style senton to set up a 619 and then austin theory interrupts coming out to his music we get the roll up off the distraction but ray kicks out so santos escobar gets involved but theory chop blocks santos's knee theory is then nailed with a baseball slide drop kick waller gets involved and in the end it is waller um that is super kicked by uh, uh sorry escobar super kicks theory and waller takes the 619 and a springboard splash as ray pins waller in 11 minutes and 52 seconds and Then there's a shot like Ray's got the United States Championship. I'm like, oh, he's uh, he's stolen Theory's belt. And then I realize, oh wait, this guy is the U.S. champion. So there you go. uh, I'm updating uh, my reference point here. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, Ray gets the win, and we're going towards Ray and Theory. That um, not the hottest match going into uh, Payback, but nonetheless. (sighs)
0: It's really not. Um, I I mean, I really just see it as a a transition, like you said, John, or maybe just a backdrop to the Santos versus Ray feud, which they seem to be at least cooling off a little bit for now. Just to kind of build up to this, like it seems like at least for this week and certainly into next, we're getting Ray and Santos perfectly happy
2: on the same. They they are doing the tag next week, so you could always Mm -hmm. do some kind of angle going into the pay-per-view, but um, I think they're going to slow burn it
0: you know, really like show them on the same page together. And then at some point you might just get somebody snapping somewhere.
2: Yeah. I I still like the idea of eventually like Santos, like gets these wins together and he challenges Ray and Ray just gives the the explanation of like i just i can't fight you i've already lost my blood i can't lose another one um sure. and that sort of precipitates the uh the reasoning for santos escobar at the turn and you've got a tangible reason that some can sympathize with and you can also see ray's side uh to it but uh, that seems to be the most intriguing direction and you can do that I, I think it does help to have a title um for if they go that direction you you should yeah. have something at stake definitely
0: um so you know this is like a rare Grayson waller match i feel at this point yeah i mean we he had the edge one that was pretty big
2: um this guy doesn't uh, win a lot
0: well I, I don't know if he necessarily needs to how how would you assess like his in-ring thus far have you seen improvements in the nxt days or a regression what do you
2: feel? i don't think he's had the chance to have a big match yet on the on the wwe stage i mean maybe the edge one would be the mm-hmm. one the from madison square garden um it's, it's, it's not anything that's kind of um, uh, blowing me away like they had 12 minutes here and you are here w- with Ray. I think it's I mean, you can see like this guy is getting a lot of focus with Mike time and that's helpful. Um, and it almost feels like he's so good in that department that they do feel like this guy can absorb all these losses and it's not going to hurt him. And time will tell with that. Mm
0: hmm. I I, I think his in-ring has been fine. You know, if if we're grading like maybe a great speaker on a curve to be able to say, okay, like for a a guy who's really known for promos, he's okay in the ring. I would maybe suggest that I've not really seen any like standout, impressive, sort of spectacular in-ring performances yet. But like you said, maybe he hasn't really
2: been given the opportunity to. Uh, They one of the clips here, did did this appear for you where there's a Bray Wyatt clip? With his laughter, but the video is not not appearing. So it just you're hearing him, and it's it just had to have been an error because the announcers never made reference to this. And I guess you were supposed to see this video, or it was airing before the commercial break. And
0: yeah, I'm guessing it was just a technical hiccup mm -hmm. where like we heard the audio but didn't see the video, and they just you know moved on to the next
2: thing yeah cause th- th- it's like this this crowd shot like uh, this overhead shot so you almost th- think that like the audience is hearing this uh on on like the speakers but not the case um cole mentions uh we're here in louisville kentucky the home of ohio valley wrestling and bray wyatt was not in ovw but did get his start in florida championship wrestling with you Corey graves like what a segue Yeah,
0: I didn't know exactly what the point of this was, maybe other than than to just set up Corey Graves to say something about Bray. It's
2: Like, you guys were in developmental, and this place used to be developmental, but not where you guys went to developmental. (laughs) Yes, Michael, we did. And Mm -hmm. um, that was Graves' chance to speak about FCW and uh, Wyndham bringing a smile to everyone's face. As Graves kind of explained, it was... um, I guess not Not always the, the most uh, enjoyable place to be in uh, FCW. So Wyndham was a ray of sunshine. Uh, we had highlights of Zelina Vega's two wins over EOSky this summer that have set up this title match for tonight. If anyone, I,
0: I had no idea this was actually a threat that they were building. I mean...
2: I don't but... think they were either. This felt like a <laughs> happy accident that they were going this direction and someone pointed out, hey, do you realize she's 2-0 against EO Sky from prior to SummerSlam? Hmm. Okay. Well that's good we for thought. them they found a reason. Hey that's it, it was a rationale for a title match for Zelina mm-hmm. Vega. Kayla Braxton interviewed Damage Control and brings up these two losses and Bailey jokes about Kayla Braxton being so small maybe LWO will recruit her and she calls the losses that IO sustained flukes and that IO is a once in a generation talent this is IO's era so buckle up and enjoy the ride. So IO Sky against Zelina Vega for the women's championship. We have Sky uh, flip her off the turnbuckle and applies a crossface. Vega comes back with a hammer lock, DDT, and a Meteora. And Sky is back. Springboard missile dropkick and a scoop slam spikes Sky with a DDT. And then Sky avoids the code red to hit a powerbomb, goes for the over the moonsault, but gets stopped when she is yanked off. And it is Vega with the code red. But Sky rolls to the floor. And as uh, uh, Vega goes after EO, uh, she gets thrown into the stairs and then into the ring, running knees, and over the moonsault as Eosky retains in 6 minutes and 13 seconds. With the uh, stairs crowd, being the uh, difference maker.
0: The crowd is pretty cold for this one, and um, I would suggest a big part of that reason is because they've done almost nothing to really heat up Zelina as a challenger, and I would also say very little to increase Eos's presence as a champion. I mean, what we continue to see is, understandably, you know, Bailey being the one to cut promos for EOSky. But for for one thing, they're not necessarily like heat-getting promos. She's not necessarily involved in any heat-getting programs. And beyond that, I, I really do feel like despite her carrying the belt her role does does not she does not feel like a major character or or, or, well major character shirt but not a main character whatsoever in this division and and it's the run has been cold um so i also wonder if like you know this match might have been better served in a market with a bigger hispanic audience that might have gotten behind Zelina even without a significant build uh like the way they did you know with the Rhea ripley match of course but I mean you also have to look at your baby faces as you know people who should be capable of attracting attention outside of just you know certain demographics and um this match just really didn't have a whole lot going for it
2: no i think it was you know the the involvement of uh dakota kai and bailey was non-existent in the match like they and you're kind of focused on them as sort of where you expect this story to be going and yeah i, ca- I can't say the match um really elicited much engagement from this crowd either cody comes out and michael cole mentions the rivalries the famous rivalries that terry funk had with jack briscoe pat o'connor jerry lawler and dusty Rhodes. and i don't know if it, like i don't know if pat o'connor is uh the top of the the it would be on my 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 top four of uh big terry funk uh rivalries but regardless Cody tells a story of being 11 years old at an airport with his father. And he hears some man off into the distance calling his dad the most peculiar name, an egg-sucking dog. And Cody asks Michael Cole, can we say egg-sucking dog on Fox? Well, I guess we've just said it. It's like, is, is that the line? Egg-sucking dog? That Would that be upsetting fox of all places Well, i
0: think he's just trying to be jokey okay
2: well he thought at that airport when he was 11 years old that man there's going to be some kind of a domestic incident here and then realized it was terry funk and mentions all the different terms that we are called we are called wwe superstars we have the honor to be called wwe superstars we're called athletes competitors but only a few of us can be called cowboys and Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt were cowboys in the most positive meaning of the word. And Terry Funk wore the 10 pounds of gold. And of all the guys that said they attended West Texas State, Terry Funk actually attended classes at West Texas State. I don't know if this was a maybe it a, may be a, a jab at like a Stan Hansen or Tully Blanchard or Ted DiBiase. But um, there terry funk was attending his class are there
0: a lot of west texas posers out there
2: oh posers i mean i i don't know what the i know a lot of them played football but i can't confirm how many of them were going to like um english lit um in between Hmm. practices and he mentions how terry funk has been a constant for 50 years and was constantly changing and he mentions about you know, legends giving the rub and Terry Funk wasn't someone who just lifted one or two talents throughout his career up to his level. He did it with an entire company in reference to ECW and they throw to the video package on Terry Funk. And this features uh, many comments from different legends, uh, his his feud and friendship with Mick Foley going into the Hall of Fame in 2009 and Jerry Lawler calling him the greatest of all time. And as a tribute to Terry Funk. There is going to be a Terry Funk hardcore match coming up next. Mm-hmm. I,
0: this was more than what I was expecting, you know, um, especially like even before the, 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 um, the, the, um, you know, terrible Bray Wyatt news. Um, I, because, like you know, at this point, Funk has been so far removed from his WWF runs and has never really, I would say, been defined by his WWF runs. Um, I expected like the most I expected was a video. They didn't just have you know the the video. They had Cody Rhodes come in here and basically like deliver. Almost like a bit of a eulogy, you know, at least on a big platform here. And Cody, I thought, did a great job. You know, there's really probably not one person on this roster I you could imagine like doing as good of a job as as Cody here. Um, He you take your guy on the current roster who might maybe have the closest personal connections, at least, you know, in terms of a last name to Terry Funk and he just so happens to be an amazing promo he just so happens to be your top baby face and a proven ratings straw. and you put him out there to just simply speak and i i thought he was wonderful here
2: they showed a, a, among the clips here coming back was a Bray winning the the title from at the elimination chamber that was in 2017 from AJ Styles and that sets up the hardcore match the Terry Funk hardcore match with the street profits against Butch and Ridge Holland and Butch is going after Ford's ear. Um, I think the, uh, the ultimate uh, tribute here should have been Butch going for Montez Ford's eye and Montez yelling, my eye. No? Yes. Cole, Cole mentions how when I was growing up, all I got was Vince McMahon Sr.'s WWWF. So I only heard about Terry Funk through the magazines. And when he came to the WWF, I was buying tickets like crazy to go see Terry Funk in 1985 and this may be completely true but i never believe michael cole <laughs> just i never you know, like really? this guy's just completely making the story
0: up i mean i i'm i'm sure he's fibbed on air plenty of times but I, I a story like this almost feels like too random to to just make up you know
2: for what it's just michael cole it's just uh, over over the years i just his his sincerity i i sometimes i, I don't know i don't know if it's a, if it's a legitimate story maybe I, it is I, I buy that he bought a ticket i maybe, mean I, maybe he was into that terry funk uh junkyard dog program and
0: he's no historian like i think we all recognize that if anything i don't know if he was that much of a fan you know well, when he started. that's
2: why i say like i can't even remember this guy in how long has this guy been on our tv 25 years i can't remember mm-hmm. him ever saying Growing up watching wrestling. I've never heard him talk about wrestling. I mean, you could
0: have a spurt of interest in professional wrestling to the point where you might ask your parents to buy tickets to go to a show and then never watch it for, you know, until until you get employed by the company.
2: Yeah, but he said he was like buying tickets here when he was like nineteen years old to go see Terry Funk. How many tickets? Asking maybe
0: parents. he maybe he meant at one time he bought a ticket for himself and a friend. Okay, because there's nothing else going on
2: and buying two the magazines tickets. he was buying all the magazines he was getting the after mags i'm sorry yes, i just i, I mean, don't okay. listening to him talk about this it's like bjorn rebney talking about <laughs> oh all my old pride all all my old pride tapes i've got in the garage all my vhs tapes of pride. one day i hope you get to interview michael cole and i want you to
0: quiz the man i need, I need to you know that this the, test
2: i'll ask him about the whole backland reign we'll see how how much of in senior he was watching during during that period <laughs> Ridge Holland spins Butch onto his shoulders as a weapon. Uh, this being a, another tribute spot here with uh with Ter- they they could have just used the ladder here. Well, that's
0: what I said. Okay, so there were a few um um like funk tribute spots like uh, Butch doing the spinning toll hold, and then this mm-hmm. like ladder spot. And they received no reactions from, from a no. crowd, and and it does kind of just recognize, like, help, like, let us all remember that most of this crowd probably hasn't watched much of Terry Funk.
2: Dude, it was very know? clear when Cody said the egg sucking dog line, like, mm-hmm. it, like this was an audience that was not familiar with um, yeah. Terry Funk and Dusty Rhodes, or just stuff that like another generation of an audience, I mean, instantly would have reacted to.
0: And it's completely understandable. I mean, you know, like even on the WWE, like he was, he it's been 25 years. And um, I don't even know how maybe, you know, big those runs were compared to what he's really made his name as, um, you know, in, in Japan or like outside of the WWE. So completely understandable. But it <laughs> using an actual ladder would have definitely gotten a bigger reaction than, you know, doing this. And there was no excuse. Well, there's no excuse for them to not use any other weapons in this match.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, I looked at this. I'm like, there's nothing holding you back from like doing like the legit spot and it's going to translate a lot more and double, even if people don't get the reference, they were going to react to a ladder just getting spun around like this. My other point to this as well, when you're talking about, you know, an audience reacting to like a few years ago, maybe a show like a SmackDown show in the middle of the summer, maybe it's drawing like five, 6,000 people and you're getting your more dedicated fan base. Like Mm -hmm. they are appealing to, like lapsed fans, maybe new fans at this point when you're drawing, they might have hit 10,000 tonight in Louisville, Kentucky. And when you're going from 6,000 to 10,000, those 4,000 fans like that's like you're you're going outside your regular bubble when you're seeing the expansion of audiences and and that is going to be. Not a, not Terry Funk experts that are no, coming it's to It's a these lot shows, of families
0: with the with a lot of young children, I'm sure. You know, that that probably weren't buying um, you know, Japanese tapes and
2: they and all they none of these uh extra four thousand fans uh wrote for six hours today and by the end they were up to nineteen seventy seven <laughs> and just under like realizing what what am I in for. This is <laughs> the most daunting task I think I've ever undertaken. Well, you must have loved the spinning till hold then. It was great. It was it was yeah. a wonderful spot. So uh, Ford hits a Topecon hero, and then Bobby Lashley's music comes out. So he comes out. We go through the commercial break. Um, they they did a lot of stuff here. Again, it was like it was a crowd that like they wanted to see their tables. They were very electric oh, yeah. for tables, of course. Um, but man, the Street Profits hit a blockbuster to Holland off of Doc and shoulders. Butch did a number of great saves in this as well, and then Butch pulls the table out, and as he's yanking it out from under the ring, it hits Bobby Lashley, and that's it he's pissed and the table goes in the ring and Holland does a Samoan drop DDT combo. Butch snaps Dawkins fingers and places him onto the table. And as Butch climbs up, Lashley knocks Butch to the floor and nails him with this spear. This was a great looking spear, but the, the level of a spear. Now it belongs to Braun breaker, who is just like destroying dudes in half with his spears on NXT. And then Ford kicks Holland and, the street profits hit their new finisher the revelation which i mean it's pretty much a 3d except mm-hmm. it's like a reverse neck breaker coming down as they did it through the table and doctor is, like. is
0: is doing the sky high that's right as instead
2: lift. of like yeah. just the um i mean mm-hmm. it's it's kind of similar yeah it's just like you're turning your head
0: does a, like a flapjack but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: so they win with the revelation in 12 minutes and 34 seconds and uh yeah the street prophets get the win and uh th- this was a good match i mean it didn't like the audience was like up and down for for different spots but i mean i i thought these four did a pretty pretty good job
0: i think it was a good like basic like a, it was a good wrestling tag team match it was a terrible hardcore match and i think that's really what held them back you know the fact that they tried to label this as not just a hardcore match but a terry funk
2: hardcore match okay like we didn't get Which, any by, by the way and I, I i fully admit like i'm just immersed in all this stuff like that was also something like he did not want like hardcore for him to just be associated with like exactly what this was like just your tables and chairs and stuff It well was this much- wasn't even that though It was so maybe, maybe they were paying
0: tribute to the early version of Terry Funk where it was only technical wrestling, you know. I mean, I don't know what exactly they they were going for. Okay, but I thought it was poorly conceived, especially when you're trying to convey to the audience that this is a hardcore match. And when you say it's a hardcore match, then everybody is going to expect weapons, and they're certainly going to expect tables. And they waited way too long to answer the we want tables chant. I know that they had a big spot plan here with Butch and, and Bobby Lashley, where he's supposed to knock into him with the table. There is no excuse for them not, improvising or at least like designing this match to have that spot earlier so you at least get those chances out of the way and you can use the table teases throughout there's also no excuse to not use more than one table in this hardcore match it's not like you you know this it, the match ends with the table break and beyond that i i think this could have used a lot more weapons and just like
2: crowd engagement in general instead all the it's, good wrestling is this the first hardcore match it didn't have kendo sticks in it I think so. Yeah, no oh, garbage can Let's, let's give that a point, okay? That that <laughs> deserves
0: an applause. You know, this was a ter- Like, man, they they should have went exploding barbed oh, wire. Okay, no
2: branding iron on fire.
0: Of course, yeah. Like, you know, dumpster off the ramp. Like, you know, you really pull out the greatest hits if they're they're really doing the the like. Maybe an all in. Um, we'll we'll finally get some. We'll get some of those spots. But yeah, this was a bad hardcore match. Period. And exploding
2: just, barbed wire death match. Yeah. All those, um, you know, Nita whatever. Runs out, it runs out to covers Butch. So yeah, yeah. The big spot here was Butch pulling a table out and it and it like hit Bobby in the shin. <laughs> it was um, a nice
0: gesture, it. but it really worked, you know, to the detriment of 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 the crowd and 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 this match itself. Um And by and the we, way, are the Profits and and lastly like heels this week, or or, or are they baby
2: faces? What, they're or, they're deciding. They're deciding their fate. They're not they're not quite it. sure where they're heading yet. Uh, there was a Firefly Funhouse, the very first Firefly Funhouse uh, clip that aired. This was from April of 2019. Uh, and then we had the, the, the tweet from John Cena uh, that we went over on, on today's show. And then other memories from Natalia who noted going trick-or-treating with uh, Wyndham when they That's were amazing. kids. Wow. That's really
0: incredible. I mean, because, yeah, I guess, like.
2: Would one of them have dressed up? Like, imagine if Natty dressed up as IRS and Wyndham dressed up as the Anvil. Um, Yeah. I, I could have worked um then we had tmz sports catch up with the miz who is just going through his like his patterned insult of la night he's a fad just like napster and vanilla ice like he just keeps going further and further back we're gonna get a rick astley uh comparison one of these mm. weeks and sure. If LA Knight keeps disrespecting me, he's not going to make it to WrestleMania in Philadelphia. What a plug he got in. Um, so they have
0: done this before with TMZ, right? Like, like I, I'm, I'm very curious to know how TMZ actually works. Like, I'm sure they get like plenty of
2: like they staked that they found out where the Miz was going and they staked out there probably for hours and hours. And then they happened right. to catch him. And when he got out, he wasn't even surprised that they were there. He just went with the yeah. flow and gave them an interview. I, you don't I, think they just track this yeah, one down?
0: I, you know what? I, I'm not really sure. But I am I also, uh, like, I'll, I'll probably, like, Um, I guess the assumption that even regular news stories or, like, anything else that appears on TMZ, a lot of it, I imagine, is through publicists who just want a message out. So they'll be like, hey, uh, just, you know, uh, this guy's going to come out. And then you just, you know, be right there and ask them this question, and blah, blah, blah. I don't know what gets exchanged, but, you know. But, like, I don't know if... <laughs> how much they care about that and whether or not they should actually be actively engaging in like professional wrestling angles. Like what TMZ? Well, I'm, I'm laughing. Yes, I know. But like to a lot of people, like they do engage in real news. They do engage in real reporting, but this is just, you know, straight up, like, you know, playing along. Right.
2: I, I I don't think they have any reservations about this stuff. I think it's it, it's a perfectly valid um, criticism to have, but I think the uh, the genie is out of that bottle and has been for for a while. La Knight comes out and before he gets to the Miz, tonight is about Bray Wyatt. Says him and Bray, they went through hell together, and he realized that Bray was preparing him for anything. And he said how his heart breaks for his family, but all of uh, all of you here can feel the spirit of Bray Wyatt in this building, and he thanks Bray. And then goes into his promo on the Miz states to him and Bray. They were not best friends, but, you know, mm. paid tribute to the guy. And then it's just flipping it over to the Miz and calls it the same old tired material, about being a fad. And if he's a fad, he's fine with that because the Miz wasn't even a fad. He wasn't even the star when he was paired with his own stunt double <laughs> and played back. Shout background. out to Alex Riley. Um, oh, wait, oh, no, that was Sandow. Sandow. Sandow, and, that's right. He played background to the rock and John Cena bragging about winning the title 12 years ago and challenges the Miz anytime, anywhere, whether it's on raw SmackDown or even on TMZ. And a wise man once told me that Miz, the next time you see me run.
0: Yeah. I mean, tremendous pressure on LA Knight to basically kind of, kind of have to play like a counterpart to Cody, you know, talking about funk here, like, knight basically had the role of like being the roster member to speak about bray wyatt here and
2: i mean i like not not only that that, like knight was like the guy like that was positioned Mm -hmm. on this show like to close the show with your like a super clean victory and paying tribute like he was babyface yeah
0: actor yeah yeah like he
2: was like the guy that they were sending out to close the show Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like that he didn't exaggerate his Relationship with, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt, like whether it be in storyline or out of storyline, I think it would have come off insincere. He said he was honest, you know, Uh, he stuck to kind of keeping a kayfabe while also talking about Bray as a rival that's helped him grow, while also being able to pay tribute by engaging this crowd to, you know, start a a thank you, Bray chant and to rally them to believe that this, his, you know, the man's spirit is in the building. And I thought a wonderful close to it as well that also. Uh, you know, referenced, of course, Bray, while also working with The Miz.
2: Yeah. Did you see uh, Seth Rollins' video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that one. Really was, I mean, there's been a lot of like wonderful tributes. But that Booker one Booker
0: T works. on his podcast, Finding Out.
2: Yeah, it they flies. were, like, recording as 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 they yeah. found out. Yeah, it's awful. Was, uh, yeah, very sad. Next week, it's the return of John Cena, Ray and Escobar against Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, and the return of Jimmy Uso.
0: Which was supposed to be this week right did they was say was it
2: oh you're um uh, i think you're right yeah which uh, this would not have been the week for no like a, a big angle of, of any sort mm-hmm. uh quite honestly i mean there's there seems like more substance for friday than payback
3: like yeah you're
2: right cena showing up a bloodline angle of some sort um mm-hmm. i mean it feels like payback does uh we'll, we'll see what they do next week but it's um it's like your your big things are like the cage match with Becky and Trish and Seth and Nakamura as of now yeah and Cody Rhodes on the Grayson Waller effect oh yeah so LA Knight and Finn Balor very simple match I mean there was you know no judgment day no like heel shenanigans here like this is just a straight up match it was um LA Knight getting beaten on and then uh Balor goes for a shotgun dropkick and is stopped with a clothesline and a running knee strike. Balor then lands the shotgun, misses the coup de grace, and Knight comes back with a power slam, does his elbow drop, and then Knight uh, knocks Balor off balance on the top, leaps up for the superplex, and just picks him up, hits the blunt force trauma. And I cannot believe how clean this was 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Like this was just very basic. LA Knight wins. And then, with minutes to go in the broadcast, the lights go out. And you see a shot of the lantern uh, inside of the ring and this shadowed uh, the shadow figure of Bray Wyatt on the screen as the, the crowd is uh, saying, thank you, Bray. And we just end with the the shot of the lantern and fade the black.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Mm hmm. Um. Yeah, not much to say about the match itself. You know, it really does kind of feel like one of those matches where um, everything in ring was just kind of secondary to the situation itself. I I, I think it was nice that they just, you know, and their focus at least here was to um, give the crowd a happy moment. You know, the, 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 the fan favorite got a clean victory in the end. Um, they had a bit of a theme attached to it by saying these are two of, you know, Bray's well-known opponents. And um, it was just a nice sort of like feel good type of thing and uh with a bit of a you know i would say a pretty classy little lantern um which are you know they're very nice
2: lanterns they um, are they are they are very nice lanterns I was thinking like they were going to do something here at the end with like Strowman and Rowan with like masks on or something and take mm. the, take the lantern a- to the back or something like that. But uh, mm. they, they they were only shown uh, for the beginning here, but this, like all I can say is this was a really nice classy tribute that they did uh, for, for two hours. This was not about wrestling matches. It was not about angles. And quite honestly, I don't think any of the audience was in the mood for anything beyond just, I think what they, uh, what, what they pr- presented at you.
0: So. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, listen, uh, this is a wrestling review show. So like if I gave, gave my assessments on some of these matches and segments and they weren't the most favorable, um, please forgive me. It's just my job. And I think some of you guys want to at least know, you know, the, the how I liked or how we liked the,
2: the actual. No, we, uh, we still watch sense. this and it's like it's still under that, that guise you know, of how you're but, watching this show.
0: But, but all that said, you know, we have to give tremendous credit to the people involved in the production of this show for, I think, doing it under awful, awful awful, awful circumstances. I'm sure there's nowhere they'd rather be right now. Well, I'm sure with their colleagues as well, but also be with their families. And, you know, taking time out just to kind of provide this level of entertainment, I mean, everybody deserves a whole lot of credit.
2: Yeah. Are you thinking that, you know, when when the timing is right, do you see uh, Bo Dallas being incorporated back onto television in, in some form or mm-hmm. fashion? Like it would seem yeah. like... Like yeah, who knows, like it, what's, yeah. like what 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 his intentions even are. But yeah.
0: um, well, it reminds us so much of Chavo, right? You know, like after mm-hmm. like like he was doing Curl and White, and then I mean, not to say like like I think they would drop the Uncle Howdy thing, but maybe oh you have they, to yeah, I've... or maybe they they bring it back in a way that like felt like it would be a tribute to to Bray and the Fiend, you know, mm-hmm. maybe finishing the story um you know bray's story i um i should specify and um giving us maybe a lot of like the fun that we've enjoyed about like bray's creativity but in a different way i could definitely see that happening yeah this post wrestling podcast is brought to you by nerd smart money podcast financial literacy can be daunting but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with on nerd wallet's smart money podcast
2: All right, that was SmackDown, and we will open up the phone lines. If you want to share any of your thoughts about uh, anything uh, that's been going on related to uh, Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, or anything else you want to discuss, Um, you're welcome to talk about other topics, too, whatever you would like. So um, we will open up the lines, and then we will get to your forum before we send you off into the weekend.
0: Yeah. So if you're in the stream right now, I'm going to assume that you're going to want to get on the air to be able to speak. So uh, I will be going to you uh, very shortly. Let's start things off here with uh, Corey. Hey, Corey, welcome to the show.
4: I think you're, you're muted. muted, Cody. Cory Corey. Corey. Oh, there we go. Hey guys. Um, thank you so much for all of this coverage this week, John. I know you've been in the middle of extensive research and just, uh, to be able to take time out of your day to just do the surprise, um, unfortunate coverage of Bray's, uh, passing, you know, much kudos to both of you. Thank you for this coverage. Um, Oh, man. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are a bunch of other people wanting to get in, so I'm going to try and be as succinct as possible. Uh, Terry Funk's passing. I mean, there's only so much you can say that's original, I suppose. But, like, truly, uh, what is it, 50 years doing this? 50? 1965. That is – that will never happen again. I I truly believe, like – I, I don't think anyone of this current generation, like maybe, who knows, maybe Danielson will, I, I don't know, but any, I feel like of this current cohort of new, uh, professional wrestlers who are, are taking, uh, you know, athletics to a whole new level, uh, I just mm-hmm. cannot foresee a future where they're at the age that, uh, Terry Funk w- was at when he was still wrestling. I, I just recently watched a a 2015 match he had with Jerry Lawler. You know, they're both past their prime, but I got to tell you, it is like, it is like the A1, two guys who are absolutely fried past their prime having like one more match. And like, for what it is, it is, it is, it is a good time. Uh, It was the same with
2: Dusty. Like they had their match down and that was, you know, in the two thousands, that's what, independent companies were booking because they knew like there was a nostalgia for like the Lawler matches and the dusty matches, and they could take those and, and draw well with them.
4: Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I, and and just to go back to some of his like older body of work, I mean, the king of the death match tournament, it's, it's a tape trader classic. It's iconic. It's, it was a staple of me like, Hey guys, you want to watch something real messed up? Look at look at these guys in the stadium. Look, they missed uh, Terry Funk going through glass in that Tiger Jeet Singh match. What a dumb thing to do! Uh, and and obviously the the Mick Foley main event with him just absolutely killing it. Just it, 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 obviously, I gravitate more towards the hardcore stuff. I do feel like I, I I should do my due diligence with his tag work in All Japan, which is just lauded. But um, yeah, what what a what a career what a life um but just to just to touch on bray wyatt um i was i was really sitting on it for a while today and i i really came to the conclusion that bray wyatt is someone who experienced the entire spectrum of what wwe had to offer to him as a professional wrestler a, a company that big with that much reach and that many resources he took full advantage of that he he was able to like touch upon like so many different like horror tropes and eras you know the the slasher monster with the fiend cape fear and the Firefly flood house that's all like you know a a very new age of horror things like marble hornets local 55 i believe is the name of it but like and that's something a, a, a big criticism of professional wrestling is that it is so behind uh pop culturally and bray wyatt was able to at least like for a little bit reach into contemporary analog horror on youtube args uh and and really flexing the, that Those dollars that WWE has, those resources, um, but at the same time, he also experienced, uh, you know, the pitfalls of WWE, that being the creative bottlenecks that exist, uh, the ever-changing plans on a day-to-day basis, I... I he you know you for every uh successful uh you know follow the white rabbit you have your uh what is it the house of horrors match you know you have your uh projected bugs onto a ring at wrestlemania he truly experienced everything and i mean everything that you could get from wwe his highs his his lows he took advantage of it all and was and I, I realize this is a bit of a hyperbolic statement when I might say this, but he he was also like sort of the biggest victim of the system from an administrative perspective. Um, and it it's 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 really something I think that people are going to dissect for years to come, just in terms of like his ambition, his vision. And what in hitting your head against the wall of like a publicly traded company, um, Mm -hmm. really just, uh, really one of a kind in this industry. Mm -hmm. And I do hope we get more Bray Wyatt's and I do hope that we come to a, a place where, where art and capital can coexist and make some interesting professional wrestling. Um, I'll leave it at that, guys. Have a good night, and thanks again.
0: Very thank well you, said. Thank you, Corey. Uh, and Corey, actually, I've been summoned oh, by yeah. the host of Postmarks, who would actually like to get in touch with you. So do be oh, a favor yes. and, and drop in, me an email, uh, either on Twitter or Patreon or wherever you want.
4: Okay. Um, yeah, I will. D- d- uh, drop me a,
0: a message with your email. Is what
4: okay. I, I will. Uh, I'll message you on Patreon. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, have Corey. A good night, Corey.
0: Thank you for calling. Always appreciate your calls. Uh, thank you so much. All right, let's go up next to. Hanzi, hey Hanzi, welcome to the show. What's going
2: on, man? What's um, what's his backdrop? Look at this! Like it's not
5: dark. Whoa, it's not.
4: Look, look at this. No. couch.
2: Lights are on. Hanzi. <laughs> look at you. Did you just win the lottery? No,
5: no, no man. I just uh, I, I was or I was in my room enough, like already tearing out the whole day because br- I don't know. This, this one hit me. I, the last time well, I is, is it, this uh, your
2: interview section for Dark Side of the Two Thousands? Were you interviewed for the, no, the episodes no. on the Shock Jocks, and this is where they set you?
5: No, no, I, I actually wish I was. I mean, I was better than a lot of the other, uh, some of the people that were on there, or whatever that they got. But no, it was. It was are those are
2: those on in Canada, by the way? The the two thousands ones.
5: I but they're I on craze. They're in Crave, I, right? I, I
2: could only see the nineties ones. Are, are the two thousands up there?
5: I used uh, a VPN to watch okay. it on the Vice channel, uh, so that uh, okay. That's know. what I thought. No, Nord nor, nor VPN, by the way. Of course. Yes. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no, but um, uh, no, you know, I, you yeah, know, I, I, but no, I, I did, but they were telling me because I, I found out because of you when you were going through it, so I, I didn't know. I actually liked it a lot, the, I, I've been watching the whole series actually now, uh-huh. and I thought the, uh, I thought like a, a lot of it's pretty, pretty good though. So I, I think I, they I did one on TMZ
2: ready. just for way. Okay. It,
5: yeah, the TMZ <laughs> one is the 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 T, the TRL one is actually probably one of the better ones yeah. that I've seen. Like that, that the one, dark like TRL, it what,
0: what what is the dark? What can there be dark about? Well,
5: it it, that it was though? it was more about like it actually reminded me of how like like it's like the, the exact setup of WWE. Basically, the early '90s were like a downtime for MTV programming, and it was like a bunch of stuff that they're experimenting with. And then during like '97, they started doing like. TRL and it started out like bare bones type of stuff and it talks about like how just the, some of the crowds got out of control because a lot of celebrities started coming through and Mariah Carey like almost got naked on it and they, they couldn't control it and then they, they go into like some of the VJs who were like just regular fans who are dealing with like the new internet of, of, of dealing with creep so a lot of the stuff in the 2000s it correlates now because it's like on steroids now with like social media and all that. So that's what I actually enjoy about the 2000s one that, you know, but the nineties one, I've seen a couple of those, those are pretty good as well. But, um, I, I, I'll I'll say this, um, um. Again, I, I. This is like probably the death that I took. Um, harder than I took Bobby Heenan's death. I. That that one made me tear up. I, I. I. Again, like I've become so like I hear everyone dies every single day. Plus the last decade of like nonstop trauma porn on your on, on your on your you know timeline with like nonstop deaths and all that kind of stuff so I thought like I've been like you know and then I have my coping mechanism to deal I can't deal with death all the time but this one actually made me break down and all that I And mean, maybe because I relate to like you know maybe I, you know, I kind of look like them a little bit and I also like have the same mental health struggles and I know how it is more like messed up when you're in the industry because there's probably a lot of mental health stuff that people don't realize about. not to say that anyone who's a regular person who has mental health issues that like or less than or anything like that. I just, I just look at on I mean, the industry. It's like a cutthroat game, and like you know, like somebody like like you know, gutting your creative ideas, and you're already insecure being in the in the entertainment space. Like it could really do a lot to you, and it feels like Bray was one of those guys. And like I just like love the guy's promos. But then it's like, he was like the prime example of somebody who would cut like a really scathing promo that would make you go, wow, this guy's going to deliver. But then when your booking is not there and you don't deliver, then it's like your promos lose wind. And I felt like certain times he would have that. And I hated that because I saw so much potential with his feud. Like, you know, like, dude, like that Wyatt and Shield feud is still like one of my favorite things in the 2010s. You know what I mean? Like, he, even if the promos with John Cena were awesome, you know what I mean? And, I, and then the Undertaker stuff was pretty decent, like, I just thought he did some pretty decent work, probably one of the more creative minds, and I, you know, I wish I could have picked his brain, but, you know what I mean, like, maybe another lifetime or something like that, but I just want to say RIP, plus Terry Funk, but I, I'm glad I wasn't, the, um, I didn't watch WCW, but I'm glad that my experience with Terry Funk came in, because when I got into wrestling in the in the late 80s, there'd be like a video store where, like, a, a family friend would record some of these Coliseum videos or compilations. And so throughout 1987, 1988, my parents would rent some of these older videos to us to catch up on the war to settle the score and all that. And I remember seeing Terry Funk and Haas Funk, who was Dory Funk, obviously. And I saw him, like, you know, like be this larger than life heel few a junkyard dog and hulk hogan and i thought he was like one of the coolest dudes even though he was a heel and so then i never knew whatever happened to him and then when i got on the internet he was like this legendary guy for ecw and i'm glad that he got
2: whatever guy. happened to terry funk in like 1999
5: yeah you know, so sometimes when i did have the internet i would wonder where some of these random guys like i would go like my first ww match in '92, like late '92, was seeing Barbarian against Tukul Scorpio, and I'm like, Barbarian! I saw this guy in Powers of Pain. Where did he go? And, and then when I saw Rick Rude there, I'm like, Holy, holy shit! Rick Rude's there. So that would be like one of the best surprises when you watch WCW because you see guys you saw in the '80s just randomly appear and stuff like that. So when I saw Terry Funkman, I was glad that he got a a chance to like be in the be in the uh, Attitude Era, even though the Attitude Era is not representative of what he could like you know like do whatever but going like again i enjoyed um wh park and your guys breakdown of his career whatever like again i don't obviously don't want anyone to die but like like i guess like your guys is the best place to come to whenever like someone does pass on because you guys like go through the career and I feel like I learned much and then I want to go back and watch. And I've seen some of Terry Funk's old stuff. And I really think this guy probably had one of the best careers on the planet in my pro. Like if, if I had a career like Terry Funk, like, you know, maybe I didn't headline WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff, but I would give anything to have a Terry Funk career um, more so than like someone who would be on like a John Cena career. If that, if I'm being completely honest from the experience mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. And um, before I go, I just wanted to give you guys like that, but um Thanks. I guys, I, before I go, I gotta give props to the Nakamura promo from Raw. That was a really well done promo. I wish that they've always done it like that. Um, I personally, I personally think that, um, like I don't think Nakamura's winning it. Even though I would, I would wouldn't mind if he did win it. But now that they're bringing up sets back. I personally think that this will be like an ongoing storyline, which will then maximize when like maybe Gunther faces Seth Rollins, and he just demolishes Seth Rollins back. Where like you can do like a a stretcher angle, or 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 maybe almost retirement type of angle that you give this classic '80s beatdown. You know what I mean? So I do think it will lead there. But if they are going to push Nakamura, I would hope that um, Nick Khan. I I don't know if you guys know Little Uzi Vert. He has a song on his album called Nakamura. It's basically the Nakamura song, but he's just rapping over it, and it sounds really good. And I'm not really into Lil Uzi Vert's, uh, you know, stuff or whatever, but I think they should uh, um, license that and make Nakamura feel larger than life. I just think that, you know, with Nick Khan always wanting to cross-promote and all that kind of stuff, that would be actually fitting, and little Uzi verse, like a top rapper right now in the game. So, But I'll leave you guys with that. And again, uh, guys, uh, good work as always. I've been enjoying... Um, the the constant shows, and hopefully I'll be up for all out to call all in to call in when it's done. I don't know how how long the show is going to be, but um. But I, g- again, thanks guys for your uh, coverage and everything. And that so, peace out.
2: Have a good night, Hansi. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Hansi. Uh, I think that's a great idea. If they if they continue with this Nakamura push, I mean, will he be a champion on a show as big as like a WrestleMania? I, I I'm kind of doubtful for that. You know who's but-
2: watching this whole. The, the breaking of Seth Rollins back and just regretting Roderick Strong. It's like, oh, my gosh, that was my chance.
0: Mm. My chance. Yeah. Well, he's got a much better story going on right now, doesn't he? Okay, let's go up next to Anthony. Hey, Anthony.
6: How's it going? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, doing well. Doing well. Thanks for calling in. Uh, yeah, it's it's late here in the UK. Um, <laughs> and What about it, in the uh, UK? Uh, in Essex. So a little bit outside of London. Um, you going so uh, all in? I am. I am. Really? Uh, seats way at the back. Um, but it should still hopefully be really good. So we're looking forward to it. Um, yes, yeah, so I thought I'd stay up tonight. Oh, thank you. That's right. I thought I'd stay up tonight for the show anyway with Bray. I, th- I haven't got too much to say on, on Bray and Terry. You guys have sort of said it all. Um, I was kind of like, yeah, utterly shocked, obviously. Um, I, I didn't see much of Terry in terms of Bray. It was a huge shock. Um, it, not just as a performer. and I guess as you guys said this as well, but like I know my son is going to be up in two hours, um, two years old. So as a thirty-six-year-old, oh sort of, quite new father, um, look, it it's tough. That's the hardest thing I think to kind of, kind of swallow. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, you guys have sort of said it all. Yeah. I think the other thing I wanted to actually talk about was about the two guys that sort of cut the main promos tonight. So with with Cody, I've been actually I've been a big fan of Cody since <laughs> Dashing Cody Rhodes days. So I'm a little bit biased to be honest, but. To be honest, before his return, I'd kind of given up on WWE to some extent. And I just think his, obviously, in ring, he's, he's amazing as well. But his mic skills, I know in some spheres, people might see him as almost too polished, if you know what I mean. I think a while, maybe in aw people thought he was a bit insincere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just get emotion. I get emotion from this guy. I can't, yeah. Maybe it's just me. I see him walk into the ring, I'm already feeling emotional. -hmm. His I just know he's. I I know he's been talking almost about nothing recently. We've seen that with no sort of major program. But I could kind Mm of. I could listen to him forever. Um, I know tonight was an emotional subject, obviously, but you could hear a pin drop. He just commands that attention. I think with, with everything he says. So.
0: the, the, the yeah. transition from like AEW promo Cody Rhodes to WWE promo Cody Rhodes is really interesting, and I'm sure one that I'm sure you know, a lot of people could study and, and maybe speak on um in, in more eloquent ways than me, but something is very different between those two, and he really just has, I think – perfected or maybe fixed whatever issues there were with yeah. his aw style you know and maybe it's just the, the crowd is is a, is a bit of a different crowd too and he's catering sure. more towards this crowd as well um but he's he's really i think at you know final form right now is what I yeah,
6: yeah this is this is peak uh cody so yeah i think he should be winning winning the title and i think uh, I guess I guess a Maine is what we're looking at, but I mean, and the only the only other thing I was going to add was and then LA Knight, um, a little bit different. I think tonight you could tell he was a bit emotional actually, so not not as clean maybe, but that almost worked. I think in his favour for that, absolutely sort of stellar promo. Like you mm-hmm. said, he there was kayfabe in there, but he paid tribute to a guy, a, a feud that you know how you argue it sort of went. It did actually help LA Knight grow his presence in the company. That's what drew him to me actually. Was mm-hmm. I'd never seen him before, and actually the stuff he did with Bray really really. Drew, sorry drew me to him. Um so big fat big fan now chills with this sort of final line that he gave. And I know, I know he's not young as such and uh, but I think with guys like him and Cody as kind of two amazing baby faces which WWE have for years just struggled with. Like I, I couldn't imagine how many times a few years ago where the baby face line was, oh he's here to have fun. Like that was all it was mm-hmm. basically it felt like. Um, I think with these two guys and others that have come through to be honest recently, maybe under the triple H regime sort of drive forward I'm enjoying the product more than I have in years. It's a hot product right now. Uh, and I think if you've got these two guys and others, then, yeah, it should be in a good place for, for a while to mm-hmm. come.
0: How excited are you for All In?
6: I'm excited. I'm excited. Look, the card, again, AW for me, again, maybe about two years ago, I was the opposite where I loved AW. thought it was, maybe during the pandemic stuff, I thought it was incredible. And WWE, I was like, this is rubbish. Um, I just thought I just wasn't. I was I would watch then I'd have said I've watched AEW forever, I'll never watch WWE again, I'd be happy. I've not fully flipped, I still enjoy AEW, I watch it most weeks. Um I'm looking forward to it in terms of there's some guys that I've obviously never seen before live, um Kenny Omega massive fan again these are guys again i've only really watched wwe in my time so some of these guys are new to me but also seeing people that i saw live say 20 years ago in the uk chris jericho being there is, is amazing um and so i'm excited christian is another guy i'm really excited to see because he seems to be on fire with his stuff at the moment um uh, so yeah i think the quality will be amazing I don't know how long this show is going to be <laughs> Got to try and get home from Wembley at some point. Um, but, and the main event, the main event I'm really excited for. So I think they've done a great job with those two guys and it's just a really interesting dynamic. So um, yeah, we're, re- we're really excited for it. I'm going to get down there with two of my mates, my brother and, and my friend um, and there'll be a couple of other mates there as well. So look, it's huge. Wembley. I'm so excited. Yeah. atmosphere is going to be
0: incredible and I'm sure yeah. you're going to have a, an amazing, you know, very memorable
6: time. So awesome. Get just some sleep, guys. man. Yeah, I know I know I should go now. I'll get my 2 hours in. Thanks uh, a lot Anthony. Enjoy the show guys. on Sunday. See, Anthony. See you Anthony. Cheers Hans. Bye.
0: Anthony staying up just to, you know, uh get his phone call in. So thank That's you very much for that. Right there. Uh let's go up next to D Lama. D Lama, are you there if you are? The D Lama Um no. Yeah. He's been in this room like this entire time and so I'm not really sure if he's actually here to call or if he's maybe fallen asleep. Um looks like he's not around. So Oh, uh, tried with the Dalai Lama. Um, he is, I guess that's not a bit okay-able. of a Dalai Lama for us. Yes, it is. Let's go up next to Muggin, who is here. Hey, Muggin. Muggin's always awake. Uh, you gotta, uh, uh, yep, unmute your mic. What's on your mind?
3: Hey, guys, anyway, before I start, John, I just want to, to say thank you for your co- great coverage over these last couple of days over Bray Wyatt and Material Funk. Do oh,
2: well, agree- it's not uh, just me, but
3: thank you. Thank yeah, you, Muggin. yeah, this is all of you. This is to all of you, yes. all of you. man. It was. I mean, it was. I mean, SmackDown was quite. It was quite. A, it was quite right to get through. I mean, whew, I was. Uh, my earliest memories of Terry Funk were back when I started watching. I was eight. I was eight years old, and my first memory of Terry Funk was him and Cactus Jack taking a ride in the dumpster off the mm-hmm. stage. That was my earliest memory, and by the, you know, I I wasn't really aware of like you know, of, of other promotions outside of like you know the big two. I mean, I, I wasn't really. I found them much later after the fact of how influential Terry Funk was to a lot of people, but it's,
2: it's, it's just wild. When you can take, you could quiz 10 different people about when they first came into contact with Terry Funk and you could get anything from, this is the guy that headlined the very first all Japan card. He headlined the first ECW pay-per-view. He, he did like a 10.4 rating on NBC with Hulk Hogan. He was doing XPW in 2000, in the two thousands. And he's doing like a one night stand pay-per-view. Like you're just, you're never going to see a career that had so many different stops l- like that, like that ties in so many different decades and ties in like he's, he's the link from a Johnny Valentine to in, the insane clown posse. Like it's just, it's, it's wild when you look at the names of the, the multiple generations he interacted with.
3: And um, as far as Bray Wyatt goes, I was 22 years old when I saw him for the first time. And I'm and uh, and I'm 32 years old today. I mean, I, I mean, I was blindsided about the news about his passing because I was working out. It took a little minute and checked, checked my phone. I see all these rest in peace Bray Wyatt tweets. I was like, what the hell is going on here? It's like this can't. This has got to be some sort of hoax. It turns out it wasn't.
0: <sighs> I mean, yeah, similar reaction to all of us, I'm sure. Yeah. So, and
3: because of that, you know, after after I got the news, I I was watching the Six Man again from Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. that was that was a, that that's does a, seem that, to be the that,
2: match that jumps out at, at a lot of people that or, or maybe some of the danielson matches but like yeah the the six man is is the one that comes up a lot
3: well but, john i'm glad you brought up brian Danielson because to me when you know since it, i know it's pretty fresh but to me daniel brian will brian danielson will always will, will be Bray Wyatt's best opponent especially that match they had in pittsburgh because, I mean, you know, the Royal Rumble, because a lot of pe- a lot has been said about, you know, how everybody shat on the Rumble because Brian wasn't in it. That th- this, this match was, was an afterthought for for like for several days, not anymore, because those two worked beautifully together. And to me, it's Bray Wyatt's best match, you know, one in, in a singles capacity. And
2: uh, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think like that was a, it would certainly be a, be on the short list. And I think a, a lot of people would lean that way for, for a singles match.
3: Yeah. And to me, like you know, to me Bray Wyatt's legacy isn't titles or anything else because he is a method actor in a pro wrestling setting. Because you know, whatever, like whatever was given, to, whatever was given to him, like, he made the best of it. I mean, he was a horror movie monster. He was a he was a pseudo Mister Rogers personality. He was a uh, a Waylon Mercy a Waylon Mercy homage. You know, and uh,
0: I can see well, a lot of people. A lot of these these things. I I wonder if they were necessarily given to him, or if he if he decided if he created them himself.
3: Yeah, I mean, but you know, whatever, like whatever was thrown to him, he made the best out of everything, and that to me is his legacy. And um, as far as SmackDown goes, as far as SmackDown goes, I mean, it was it was a very well done tribute show, and without without these without hitting without hitting me over the head with it, LA Knight, to me had the best tribute of the night, and I love that a lot of the matches that I didn't have any like you know crazy finishes or outside interferences, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm also glad that. Uh, Whatever was planned with uh, the bloodline got pushed back another week because this isn't the time for to do it. So it was all it was all about Bray today, and uh, yeah. I thought they did a vi- very fine job. Those video packages were f- fantastic.
2: Yeah, they they were excellent.
3: And it was also nice to see Eric Rowan and uh and and, and Strowman show yeah. up because I know how much how much I know how much Bray meant to both of them. All right, guys, thank you, thank you, appreciate Thanks, it as always, Muggin. Let's go up next to Brian. Hey, Brian.
1: Good evening, guys. Um, Good evening. Yeah, so, rough week, obviously. Um, really nice tribute show, and, you know, echo your sentiments towards the production team for all the work they've done on this show. Uh, and uh, in addition to, like, Bray White's family, I was curious of how, like, Eric Rowan was doing and Braun Strowman was doing, so I was very happy to see both of them in attendance. And, uh, yeah, Bray's just... A, the character... Uh, I really enjoyed early on with the Cape Fear takeoff. And I was watching NXT like before it came to the network on Hulu and just seeing how this character developed. So when those vignettes formed come for all of them coming up to the main roster started airing, like I I knew the buzz. I was feeling the buzz immediately. So I was glad that carried over. Um and like you said l- earlier today, like a lot of his best stuff involved the lead ups. To the stages of his career, uh, as as out as crazy as the, the uh, creative got with his characters, it is still like definitely some creative stuff going on, uh, for better or worse. Uh, and yeah, Terry Funk, I just, I could just talk for hours, but I won't. But uh, <laughs> he is a national treasure, shared with the world, well, best ever. Uh, I was lucky enough to. When ECW was airing on TV, I was able to catch it on my actual TV because I live in the area, so I saw... I would, Whenever I would catch it, you know, Terry Funk was a presence, and it definitely felt like it was beneficial for both him and the company working together. So by the time he won the title, Dethroning Raven at Barely Legal, it made sense uh, in the story that they were telling. And, like, years later when those Ric Flair WWE DVD sets came out, uh, that's why I determined, yeah, this is like Funk as best in, cause they include the match. He had with Flair at grand American bash 89. And then the clash of the champions match that Mick Foley has cited as his favorite match ever. And just like, yeah, these matches are fantastic. And I've also uh, this week been hearing from online friends who've, talk about their own experiences meeting funk, like outside of shows mm-hmm. and how selfless and giving that he has been uh, with his time talking to them and just how, how great that it's all been. So, yeah, so that's all I can uh, say on both of those guys, uh, you know, tragic and, but we uh, worthy of uh, being celebrated and uh, yeah, looking forward to your all in coverage on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So thanks a lot for the thoughts, Brian. We really appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Brian um hey on that note we should maybe tee up um we do have all in coverage live here on youtube.com slash post wrestling right after the show ends which we're predicting around maybe 5 or 5 30 p.m right john uh, i'm hoping we'll see right so we'll be here doing the show live and again taking our patrons calls right afterwards so do check us out for that uh on top of that we have the latest edition of postmarks coming out at post too we've got Bruce and David talking to Mark Polisel of C4 wrestling. So looking forward to that on uh post all available for free. So, uh, shall we get to some written feedback?
2: Yes. We'll start off with Saeed from Vancouver, a beautiful and moving tribute package to kick off the show. I was holding it together until they showed him with Jojo and his kids. And I broke down. He was definitely one of a kind and loved taking risks for the name of in the name of it, Entertainment. Think if I had to pick a favorite Bray moment, it would have to be the Miss Teacher Lady promo. How he took the crowd from chanting what to them cheering for him and singing along. He really did have the whole world in his hands. Going back and listening to the return promo after Extreme Rules 2022 really does hit different now. Amazing tribute as well from Cody for Terry Funk and another amazing tribute video by WWE. Thanks for the special episode earlier. Rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda and Terry Funk. Forever and always, follow the buzzards.
0: We go up next to Manny from Pacoima who says, I decided to skip tonight's SmackDown and we'll probably watch the tribute video if I ever feel like I'm ready to watch it. Bray Wyatt, if I could sing his praises, I'd be here for hours and maybe even longer than that. As Husky Harris, I was immediately drawn to him and wanted to see him succeed in WWE. Once Bray Wyatt was born, I became a forever firefly. Through Bray, I found my voice. I found a confidence. I was aspired to be like him and I wished I could speak words as easy and poetically as he did. When Mania was around the corner, I was excited at the chance of being able to see him wrestle live, hoping for the chance of being able to meet him one day, hug him, and tell him how thankful I was that he was sharing his art with us. As I read the tweet from Triple H, I immediately broke down. Crying for someone I've never met but felt like he knew me, there was still so much he had left to teach his children, so much love he had left to give to his family and friends. A piece of him has been etched onto me forever. Thank you, Bray, for saving me. And he has a quote here. If you need me, I ain't hard to find. All you got to do is look up in the sky and follow the buzzards fly forever. Firefly. I'll miss you deeply. Time is on my side. Well,
2: thank, thank you Manny. very much, uh, Manny, as well as us. I eat from Vancouver for, uh, your memories, for your thoughts. Uh, obviously, yes, it has been a very difficult week for, for everybody. And, uh, and we thank you for, uh, for listening and, and sharing your uh, memories and thoughts of Terry Funk of Bray Wyatt and, uh, uh, we're going to wind things down, but uh, as Wei mentioned, we are going to be back on Sunday after All-In. Um, also going down this weekend, we should note, is the uh, the Rev Pro card that is um, quite the loaded show on Saturday. That's on um, on Rev Pro's On-Demand site. And uh, among the matches, it includes uh, Michael Oku and Trent Seven for the undisputed British heavyweight title. Shingo Takagi against Will Ospreay. Zack Sabre Jr. against Ricky Knight Jr. Tomohiro Ishi against Luke Jacobs. Uh Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews of Subculture defending the Reb Pro undisputed British tag titles against the Velocities, uh Paris Da Silva and Jude London. El Fantasmo teaming with Katsuyori Shibata against David Finley and Gabe Kidd, and uh and then uh others on the card include uh Leon Slater against Dan Maloney, uh Fujita, um a six-way scramble match. Um it's a very loaded show that Reb Pro. Uh, has uh, going on so that's going to be on their uh, red pro on demand site that they will be streaming it live uh, if you want to check that out but very good chance that the match of the weekend could end up being on this show
4: not
0: bad for an indie
2: no no um help will osprey put his uh, stepson through college That's right. By tuning into the Indy on on Saturday. And then uh, Impact actually has uh, back-to-back nights Sunday and Monday in Toronto. They've got their Emergence card where uh, Sonata is not working Wembley Stadium. Instead, he's going to be uh, at the Rebel Entertainment Complex.
0: Just as legendary, I would say. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, they're doing a rematch with Trinity and Deanna Perrazzo on that card. They've got the the eight-man tag with uh, the... Uh, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida with Josh Alexander against Brian Myers, Bully Ray, Leo Rush, and Moose. And on Thursday night, I went to the Demand Lucha card, and Alex Shelley, like, he's he wrestled uh, Aramis on the card, which was a really, really strong match. But Shelley, who is, like, the squeaky clean, like, legend on Impact, like, babyface, played total asshole heel. Dude, he was so great on this show. Like, so dismissive and just man like his heel work i was just I, I just thought he was excellent on the show i'm like this this alex shelley um has a lot of legs as a heel uh on on impact <laughs> that i think would be just great and it just like hits you out of nowhere on this independent show so uh anyway um they're bringing in a cycle clown from a triple R for their next show in october as well wow. okay
0: how'd you like the show overall the demand
2: lucha card it was mm-hmm. uh i will fully admit my mind was elsewhere uh d- during this show mm-hmm. i was uh i was uh furiously going through uh all that was ahead of the uh the hours mm-hmm. and days to come but um they it's did still a, a fun show
0: 10 bell salute right
2: they did a they did a, a 10 bell uh, uh um in memory for both Bray Wyatt and for Terry Funk at at the start of the show. So that, that was very cool. But yeah, they had, uh, Sam Adonis was on the show right after doing the, uh, the triple mania card a few weeks ago, uh, working Babyface face on, on this show. Black, uh, black Taurus was on the show as well. Uh, these are always fun cards in Toronto. Like the crowds are, man, they get like super heated for everything. They're really fun shows. So, um, and I, and I got to hang out with uh WH park and, uh, Rob Bihari. I got to introduce WH wow. and Rob Bihari together. And uh, I think they hit it off. They were uh, I, I, those two, two peas in a
0: pod. I mean, I don't know about their um, necessarily uh, compatibility and taste in professional wrestling, but as, as people, I'm sure they would more than get along.
2: Yes. I sat down like the, these two, <laughs> I think uh, I could just see the, the very, very similar uh, tastes yeah, is what, what I, so. I took from that one.
0: All <laughs> um, right. By the way, uh, I know we had been promoting the all in like our re upload. Um, with these shows, you know, being um, put on the free feeds, I, I, I think we could just maybe, you know, write that off um, with, with such close proximity. If you do want to listen to our old AEW, uh, sorry, not even AEW, All In Review from 2018, uh, just simply scroll down in your podcast feeds and you can find it for, for yourself right now. Or uh, just go to postwrestling.com and type in All In Review and you should be able to find the link there
2: yes the there's no shortage um also lost in the shuffle this week we did do a rewind away covering the royal rumble from 2008 i i swear it feels like a week ago that we recorded the the show Mm -hmm. i had a moment today sometimes you're you have to stop and pause to think like what day of the week it is i had a moment today where i literally had to think like what month it is
0: yeah yeah i know um it's it's We have Collision as well, of course. Um, Collision- Starring Zicky Dice on the Go Home show. Uh, I did not realize. I have not read uh, uh, spoilers, so... OK, so, yeah, that the true go home show to, to Wembley coming up. Tomorrow. I think
2: we can put out one spoiler that we do have another match for all in with they, they did do uh, set up hook and Jack Perry for yes. Sunday. So not holding off to Chicago for that one. So I guess we're up to I think that's 11 matches. If my know, dude. it's correct. Oh, yeah. So long show is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, so uh, five, five o'clock, we'll hope for who yeah. knows what time we will be on live. As soon as the show is over, we will be up within five to ten minutes.
0: Correct. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as well, collision course with John Ceno and, and Kate from Montreal, I'm sure those two will have plenty to say about uh, a lot of the uh, unfortunate news this week as well. So uh, let them get caught. Get, let you guys get caught up on the uh, final, final destination before all in on Sunday.
2: That's right. And uh, thanks to everyone uh, that checked out the show tonight. Uh, If you enjoy uh, our thoughts on Friday nights, we are here each and every week post wrestling where we go live each Friday at 10 PM Eastern time. And uh, if you are a member of the cafe, you have the option to call in as well so a uh, lot's coming up this week check out postmarks uh, karen peterson is going to be dropping dream slam monthly uh, going through all the action from the past couple of weeks and then sunday we'll be live after all in so have a great weekend and thanks for tuning in to rewind to smackdown